Uh, thank you so much, uh, Brother Bren. Uh, Bren, I'm going to request you say a prayer uh, on one front. The, the, the aspect of we believers today living lives completely surrendered to the Lord, lives completely surrendered to the Lord. Uh, you know, we live in a time when believers, we have given in to the flesh. And many believers are using the acts of the flesh and saying it is simply the flesh and not the spirit. And today, as we share in God's word, you're going to see how we that are in Christ Jesus, we have overcome the flesh by the power of the spirit. Uh, please, uh, Brother Brian, lead us in that, and then uh, we will be joining together in sharing and sharing God's word. Please lead us in uh, lifting that. Get of prayer for we believers to die to the flesh Amen. and be alive in Christ Jesus as uh, we prepare to share in God's word. Thank you. Amen. 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 Uh, indeed, Father, we, we, we come before in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. Above all else, we thank you that, God, we, we have been born again of the Spirit by faith and been made spiritually alive in your Son, Jesus Christ. God, thank you that we, that we have the Spirit of the resurrected Lord Jesus living in us. Thank you that although we live in bodies of sin, God, we are subject to physical death. We will one day be clothed with an immortal body by faith in Christ Jesus, our God and Savior. Lord, I pray that may we never lose the wonder of this truth. I pray that even as we hear your word today, that we will never become complacent or lukewarm about our great salvation and the blessing and presence of your Holy Spirit through whom we overcome flesh. Jehovah, I pray that you... You open the eyes of any of us who have been blinded by the God of this age and convict us as men and women of our need to dwell in your presence, to dwell in the presence of the Holy Spirit and away from all things flesh that you may use us in whatsoever way you choose in the name of Jesus. Jehovah, I pray that you grant us your grace, that we may reject what is evil and hold fast to what is good in all circumstances, Above all, that we will honor you, fervent in spirit, fervent in service to your throne and your kingdom in the name of Jesus. Yahweh, I pray that you will indeed rid us of any sin or unseen ties to things of the flesh, that God Almighty, through the blood of Jesus, we are cleansed and broken free of things of the flesh, things of this world, any lusts that are of flesh and of the God of this world. Yahweh, we yield to you that you may continue to refine us and replenish us, for God, in the spirit, in all things you, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless your name. I worship you. I honor you. I exalt you as I pray and ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brian. Uh, thank you so much, um, members, for joining in this evening. And it is our continued prayer that indeed we will be generous, an army that has overcome the battle of battles, the battle of the flesh.
tell you what, dear friends, as believers, I think one of the greatest battles that we are called to overcome is that of the flesh. When a believer overcomes the flesh, hey, friends, we are set to fly. We are set on a journey of victory. And this morning, uh, our dear provost did share with us on, on this matter of dealing with the carnal minds and the carnal spirit and, and the carnal we human beings. And I pray, friends, that those of us that are here, we will indeed be accounted as among the number, we'll be counted as among the number that has overcome the flesh. Like I've said, one of the greatest battles that believers are called to fight and overcome is that of the flesh. When we overcome the flesh, the self, the carnal spirit, the carnal mind, the carnal man, and Christ takes over our lives by the Holy Spirit, we are set to a journey of great victory. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, this is our prayer that we that are sharing in your word today, we will indeed be counted as those that have overcome the works of the flesh and the power of the flesh over our lives. I pray, King of Kings, that each one of us present, we will testify of a new life, a life in the spirit of God, a life under the power of God, and that by that new life, the life empowered by the spirit of God, will continue to put to death all bodily deeds, all bodily actions, that will be an army that is pure and holy, consecrated and set apart for you. So Lord, may you speak to us as we share in your word. May your word come to us with clarity that through the airwaves, uh, through the internet, that God, your word shall be powerful, shall be uninterrupted to your honor and the glory in Christ Jesus I have prayed. Amen and amen. Uh, friends, our theme of sharing is by the spirit put to death the bodily deeds. Put to death the bodily deeds by the Holy Spirit. And our reading we've taken from Romans chapter 8, um, verse 10 to 13. When we read through Romans chapter 8, we see the, this text addressing the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer, in the life of a believer, especially that renewing, regenerative work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. And we see that believers who yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit overcome the sin of the flesh, they overcome the sin of the body, the sin of self. When you talk of bodily deeds, bodily deeds, we're talking about the works of the flesh, the actions that we do that are contrary to what God desires of us. We do them out of our own leading, out of our own um, conviction, without the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And they are contrary to what the Lord desires of us. They are out of the leading of the Lord. Those are the bodily deeds, the bodily actions, the things that are to do with pleasing self and not pleasing the Lord. These things money does 
to please himself. They are done in rebellion to the Lord. They are a result of our sinful nature and they actually lead to death. They lead to death. They are actions of a mind governed by the flesh. flesh. For the word of God tells us in Romans chapter 8, where we have read. Romans chapter 8, where we have read, especially verse 6. It says, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So the acts of our deed or our bodily deeds are a result of minds governed by the flesh. And verse 5 of Romans chapter 8 also says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. Those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. And when we live according to what the flesh desires, then it is that we've set our minds on the things of the flesh. We are governed by the flesh, and these bodily deeds lead to death. Today we are being challenged that by the Spirit of God, we should put to death the bodily deeds. When we come to the time of prayer, uh, among the many other prayer aspects that God will lead us to, uh, Brother Brian, please do pray in the aspect of we putting to death these bodily deeds. If you do not put to death the bodily deeds, they actually put you to death. That's a scaring one. We either put to death the bodily deeds by the Spirit of God, or these bodily deeds continue to govern us and in sin, they put us to death. Like Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, for the wages of sin, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is death. If we do not deal with the bodily deeds, the deeds of the flesh, they put us actually to death. They kill us and they kill us spiritually. They also kill us physically. And we pray that as believers, as, as a people on fire for the Lord, we will deal with these bodily deeds. We'll later be looking at what are some of the examples of such bodily deeds. As uh, we'll be referring to the book of uh, Galatians. In Paul's time, it is possible that there was this aspect of believers beginning to live a double standard. And we see this aspect of double standard rooting from um, Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, because there he warns the believers who were taking advantage of the grace of God to live in sin. In Romans chapter 6, verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? No, by no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Verse 4 says, 
we were therefore buried with Christ in baptism and into that death, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So under the grace of God, we have been buried with Christ and we've been raised to a new life. So we cannot continue to live in sin. We cannot continue to gratify the flesh or the deeds of the flesh. We are called to overcome them. Unfortunately, in our time today, we have believers that have made the body comfortable and are living in the flesh and such believers are dying. Remember, friends, as Brian did start, our theme for the year, united for service and growth. And there's no way we are going to grow if our flesh is still ruling us. We can only grow spiritually, grow physically, bear fruit in the kingdom of God when we overcome the deeds of the flesh. What are some of these deeds of the flesh? Uh, Galatians, Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5 talks about the acts of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Did we hear those dear believers? And are some of these things familiar with the believers? Have we heard of hatred within the believers? Discord has got to do with being disunited. Discord, you know, when somebody has a spirit of discord, discord, when people agree on what to do, this person brings division. And some people uh, sow seeds of discord, even in uh, fellowship meetings. The aspect of jealousy. Have you heard of believers that are driven by jealous? Um, and all these are bodily deeds, are acts of the flesh. Selfish ambition. Did you hear that? Selfish ambition. Believers desiring it all for themselves. Christ Jesus, when we read in Philippians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul says, let's consider others above ourselves. Considering others above ourselves. But ambition, selfish ambition, myself above others. Envy, we have seen this within the body of Christ. Drunkenness, and this is to do with feasting on the wines, on alcohol. We have seen this in the body of Christ. And the Apostle Paul says, and the like, meaning others and others and others. This evening, as we, we reflect on acts of the flesh, the bodily deeds. Some of these things when practiced lead into what you call addictions, addictions. And there are people that have gotten addicted to alcohol. People have gotten addicted to 
things like sexual immorality. It is that the addiction means that this bodily action has gotten into your body and has become comfortable in your body and established itself in your body. There are people that are addicted also to food. There are people that are addicted to, to simply sowing seeds of discord. For them, they have been mastered by this evil act. Friends, this evening in our prayer, we are crying out to God and we are saying, God, it is only by your spirit that you are able to overcome such acts. Praise the Lord. And we are saying, by the spirit, put to death these bodily acts, these acts of the flesh, as we see in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Other, Romans chapter 8, we see that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have been empowered to overcome the slavery of the body. You see, when you get addicted to an act, you become a slave to that act. You get controlled by that act. And we know people in our fellowships, or even some of us individuals here, who in one way or the other, we have given in to certain addictions. How I pray that as we study through this scripture and as we share in God's message, we will gain that power by the Holy Spirit to indeed overcome such addictions. And how does it start? It starts with where is your mind? The mind is the driver. You can be driven towards the spirit of God or driven towards the flesh. And that's what verse 5 is saying to us. Those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. How we pray that we will be used as um, God that bring rescue to God's people as we teach them on how to overcome such addictions. The mark of a growing ability to overcome the self, to overcome the flesh, to say no to evil. Any believer, God continues to move in sin and gratify the desires of the flesh. Such a believer has been ripped of the power of the Holy Spirit. And we know that we have such in uh, the body of Christ in the world today and in Uganda. So dear friends, how then do we live a life that sees the spirit of God enabling us to overcome the bodily deeds? Number one, as we've read from Romans chapter eight, verse 12 says, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. We have an obligation. It is not to the flesh to live according to it. And what Paul is saying by obligation is that we have a responsibility. We have a debt 
to the Lord, given what he's given to us by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have a responsibility not to live according to the flesh. This means, therefore, that you and I must take personal responsibility to set our minds on things that glorify the Lord, to cooperate with God and not to intentionally sin against him. Galatians chapter 5, where we read uh, verse 16 to 17, tells us the war, about the war that is between the flesh and the spirit. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. So I say, live by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. We have the obligation not to live according to the flesh, but to live according to the spirit of God. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. We have the obligation, friends, not to do what we want, but what the Spirit of God desires. Praise the Lord. How we pray that each one of us here will take individual responsibility, that individual responsibility to live according what the Spirit desires, to live a life in the spirit and not in the flesh. Knowing that your flesh and the spirit are at war with each other and we must daily empower our spirit to win over the flesh. To win over the flesh. Somebody has said that what you take casual, you become a casualty of that. When you behave casually, you become a casualty of your behavior. And what we are saying is that you must be serious with the things of God or else we become a casualty of our unseriousness as we work with the Lord. We praise God that this battle is not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. As we read in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. So it is not about what I'm able to do in my own energy, but what the Lord has actually already accomplished on the cross. And as we read in uh, Romans chapter 6, definitely, it is that we are already dead to self. Christ has already set an example to us, and our call is to be alive in Christ Jesus. And when we are alive in Christ Jesus, the flesh is already overcome and the spirit daily grants us victory in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. The obligation not to live according to the flesh, but to live according to the spirit. Number two, what you've already again mentioned, we are called to set our minds on what the spirit desires. As I've already mentioned, the mind is the driver. We are called to be driven by what God desires. Remember Christ Jesus calling us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. When we love the Lord with all our mind, this driver, this software, you see the mind again is like the software of your life. 
it is critical. Once attacked by any virus, the hardware is gone. And it is a prayer that the issues of our minds will be set aside to honor the Lord. And with our minds on Christ Jesus, the Spirit of God will come and dwell in us and we'll be able to overcome the deeds of the flesh. Galatians chapter, um, or the Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, uh, it also teaches us about how we have new minds in Christ Jesus. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. For in Christ Jesus we have died to the earthly things. Setting our minds on Christ Jesus. And that's why it is important for us to be in continual fellowship where as we share in God's word, our mind is being fed on the word of the Lord. Do you know, uh, one of the reasons why the, the Western world has far fallen from God and all acts of the deeds of the flesh, as we can see in today, not just the LBTQ, but many other acts, is that these people have their minds set on academic knowledge, on the knowledge of this world, and such knowledge is not transforming. They have doubted and denied God. We here in the world of Africa, we here in Uganda have been called daily to feed our minds on things above, and by that we'll gain life that we can share with all God's people. For you died, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Set your minds on things above. When we live in such a materialistic world, it is very easy for us to compare ourselves with the things and the people around us. And as we read in Galatians, become envious of the people of this world. And we start going in for achievements according to the people of this world. And we become selfish in our ambition according to the people of this world. Why? Because we have set our minds on things in this world and not on things above not on things in God, and we lose our value, our relevancy in God. How I pray that we, the believers here, dear friends, growing together in Christ Jesus, will set our minds on things above. And lastly, let's remember that we have gained a new state, a state of the children of God. We are no longer slaves of this world, but we in Christ Jesus have become co-heirs with him of the promises of God. We are co-heirs of the promises of God. That is our new position, dear friends. Every time we see the things of the flesh around us, let's remember our new state. And we see this in um, verse verse 13 and on for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body you will live for those who are led by the spirit of god are the children 
of God. Hallelujah. We are the children of God. And as the children of God, we are going to live by the spirit of God. Verse 15, Romans chapter 8, verse 15. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. Hallelujah. Adoption to sonship in Christ Jesus. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself, verse 16, testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Verse 17 of Romans chapter 8. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Praise the Lord. We are co-heirs with Christ. The next time you are in a prayer meeting, the next time you are in worship, the next time you are in pursuit of the Lord, remember your new status. The next time you have this temptation of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the things of this world coming your way, remember you are co-heirs with Christ Jesus. A friend, uh, an engineer with uh, National Water, recently were sharing testimonies of our own growth in Christ Jesus, our journey of discipleship. And we, we reminisced, we looked back at the times of being in overnight prayers and there were overnight prayers would be about five people the whole night. And we were saying, what is it that was the source of inspiration? At that time, this friend was holding a, high, a higher diploma in um, in. Uh, in plumbing and something like that from Chambago University, just with a higher diploma. Um, he was working somewhere in Ginger and he, he never used to really have money, but from Ginger every uh, Friday, the first Friday of the month, then it was called Beholder Glory. And now it is, um, uh, I'm sorry, I forget the name, but Beholder Glory Overnight. And, uh, and, this glory overnight that we have every first Friday of the month, this friend would travel from Jinja to Kampala to be a part of that overnight. And, but he would have to bargain with the conductor to, because sometimes we'd have transport to Kampala and no transport back, and sometimes didn't have transport. But he says every time we'd be bargaining with the conductor, he had this boldness and courage. Why? Because he knew himself as the son of God, the co-heir with Christ Jesus. He never undermined who he was. He did not allow the world to control him because he knew that in Christ Jesus, he had overcome the world. Dear friends, the spirit enabling us to overcome the deeds of the flesh, we're putting to death the deeds of the flesh, the bodily deeds by the spirit of God. It, it, it is that we know that in Christ Jesus, we have become a new people. We have become the children of God. We are co-heirs with God. We have a new status. We are no longer slaves of sin, slaves of this world, slaves of the powers of this world. We have a new status, the status above all his powers. And because of that, we are empowered as believers in prayer. We are empowered as believers in our pursuit 
of God. Read verse 26 of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So friends, we have overcome and it is important for us, therefore, to intentionally put to death the deeds of the flesh. It is our obligation. It is our responsibility. The Holy Spirit needs our cooperation in this matter. Number two, how do we cooperate? Set our minds on what the Spirit desires, not on the things of the world. And number three, remember, in your state, you are a child of God. We are not slaves of this world. So we are not going to live in fear of the things that have controlled us in the past. But in Christ Jesus, co-heirs with the Lord, we are overcomers. There is no addiction, no deed of the flesh that is going to overcome the work of the Spirit in our lives. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that by the Holy Spirit, you have given us a new power, a new status to overcome all the deeds of the flesh in our lives. I pray, King of Kings, that we will not allow the flesh to overcome us, that by your grace we'll say no to all evil and to sin. And that, Lord, we that are not able at all not by our own might, not by our own power, because human strength will fail us. Lord, we surrender therefore to the leading of the Holy Spirit, because by the Holy Spirit, we will surely overcome. So Lord, may you continue to teach us your word. We're being renewed in our walk with you and being empowered to overcome. And through us, may you raise an ambassador's ambassadorial team of the Lord Jesus that will carry on as an army of the Lord defeating the world, overcoming the flesh and bringing victory to you. In Christ Jesus our Lord we pray. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you friends. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Paulson, for that uh, for that sharing. We we bless the Lord and may He richly replenish you. And um, saints, as we as we start to close, um, just to start off by quickly sharing a couple of highlights um, from what we have learned in today's submission. Um, just to be clear, one believers who yield the leading of the Holy Spirit overcome the sin of bodily deeds of self, of the flesh, as we know these are contrary to what the Spirit seeks. Two, in us putting to death these bodily deeds, we need to be intentional for they actually put us to death. And we had examples, selfish ambition, jealousy, 
addictions, things we know we battle in our families, in our societies. But we are blessed in a sense that only by the power of the Holy Spirit are we indeed able to overcome these very deeds. Um, we have an obligation, a responsibility, I think is a word that, uh, responsibility is a word that Reverend Paulson uh, pivoted to, not to live according to the flesh, but to take personal responsibility on things that cooperate with the Lord. Um, indeed, the flesh and spirit are contrary to one another. Importantly, we are called to set our minds on what the Spirit desires. And indeed, we're also called to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. We are granted in salvation a new mind in Jesus Christ, um, Colossians 3.2. May we set those minds on things above and not on earthly things. May we be in continual fellowship in the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we believe as growing in Jesus. Indeed, when we set our minds on him, we open ourselves to the dwelling and presence of the Spirit and therein on what the Spirit desires. We indeed are no longer slaves of this world, but have become co-heirs of the promises of God. Beautiful and poignant reminder. Um, so children of God, may we indeed remember that we are in this new and special state every time we are beset by things of the flesh or by temptation of any way, shape or form. And lastly, what I will highlight is when God lives and breathes in us, for he surely does as he did in Jesus, we are delivered from that dead life. And with his spirit living in us, our bodies will be as alive as Christ's. In Christ Jesus, indeed, we have overcome the world. We are a new people, no longer slaves of sin or powers of this world. Hallelujah. I will, um, as we reflect and meditate on these areas, I will, in the same spirit, pray. Um, and do feel free to, to pray wherever you are as a spirit leads. So, Heavenly Father, we are today reminded and acknowledged and thank you but Jehovah, we are reborn at your mercy. We are brought into salvation at your mercy. And that, Lord, at your, at your loving kindness, we live by your spirit, our refiner, our comforter, our teacher, and our guide. Yahweh, may your mighty hand continue to guide and lead us, each and every one of us, as interwoven members of this church that you call us to, to that which is a, a renewal and alignment that you seek for in us and away from all things life according to the flesh in the name of Jesus. Indeed, Lord, I, I thank you that none of what has been spoken and shared today by Reverend Paulson can have fruit in our lives, if not for your infinite and your mighty power and presence. If anything, if not for your enablement, if not for the enablement of your Holy Spirit, if not for your partnership, oh Lord. So God, we, we, we receive your Holy Spirit in our inner man, that indeed that help, that guide, that comfort to walk away from all things flesh. And as we learn to live with, um, uh, as we learn to live free of every misdeed of the body, and these misdeeds put to death will indeed overwhelm us in the name of Jesus. Yahweh, I pray that your spirit will continue to come upon your saints in such a beautiful way, that God, you will come upon us as your children, as believers, as your, as your people, so that we we will all listen out continually for the clarity with which your voice directs and guides us to maintain our path in, in, uh, in righteousness and away from 
all things and weaknesses and misdeeds of the flesh. But God indeed will live up to that obligation of life by your spirit in a path of, of righteousness in all circumstances in the name of Jesus. Um, Paul indeed reminds us in, um, in, the, in, in the word in Galatians 6, 7 to 8, not to be deceived for God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows and whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. So Father, we pray into this word that our hearts will always long to move from matters of the flesh and sinfulness that Lord, our hearts will long to, to move from things of bodily deeds and to righteousness. Yeah, we know that we are made righteous by our Savior Jesus, but we also know that, that in, the, in the economy of your kingdom, we will indeed reap what we sow, be it emotionally or spiritually. So Father, we pray that you will help us to sow good things generously. I pray, Jehovah, that you will use us to sow what pleases the Holy Spirit and not ourselves in the name of Jesus. Yahweh, we also know that when we saw that righteousness of Jesus, your word says we will indeed reap the fruit of unfailing love. We know that your love never fails, O oh God, even when other spiritual things seem to cease to exist. I pray, O oh God, that as your spirit resides in us, as we have been reminded in today's sharedness everywhere we go, Lord, so that Jehovah, we we, we can continually reap the benefits of being a children, of being believers within that eternal purpose in this, your kingdom, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you create a deep desire in each and every one of us for that righteousness of Jesus to flow in our hearts and out through our words and our deeds and actions so that you are glorified in our days, in our midst, and that that fruit of your unfailing love will manifest in our days to the glory of your name. May ask your, your children, your church, indeed, be in testimony for the righteousness we exemplify, walking your love to the communities you call us to live in, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we, we, we really glory in your holy name. We seek to be servants and vessels who seek you continually, that our hearts will be aligned to you, O Jehovah. Help us to exemplify all things you. Yahweh, help us to, to avoid distractions in, in this day, in our days that keep us, uh, keep us looking at and interacting with things that are less of you, that are not of you, so that Jehovah will live by the Spirit and not be corrupted by, by the impulses of the flesh. Master and King, I pray in the name of Jesus that, that your grace indeed will, will help us mortify Give us the grace to mortify, your oh God, the deeds of the flesh that you see in us, that these bodily deeds and desires that draw us away from you, Lord, we are rid of in the name of Jesus. Grant us as believers, oh God, a grace to always yield to your will above all else, even when the will of the flesh, the will of man, seems to be enticing to let go of in the name of Jesus. So Yahweh, we pray that you give us the victory above the flesh and God continue to reveal to us, each and every one of us, your children in this call, that which holds us in, in any form of snare, that God will come before you in truth and righteousness to diligently seek a release 
in the name of Jesus from all these fleshly deeds. That God, we will diligently seek a closeness to you in spirit in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit to set us loose in our lives. I ask you that God, your, your very spirit power will continue to help us overcome misdeeds of our body and transform us to be more like Jesus each day as individuals, as a church, as a nation in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless you and we honor you and we extol your name as I pray all this in the name of Jesus. And Master, thank you for your servant, Reverend Paulson, through whom you've nourished us with this reminder in your word, with this direction of your word. Father, replenish him in every way to overflow. And I pray and ask of you, O oh God, that in your goodness you will grant Reverend Paulson and his family all their needs in your sight, in the name of Jesus, Son of the living God. Brethren, thank you as I pray and I ask all this with thanksgiving in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen.